Bible reading for this week is Romans 16. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Sencrie. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me, not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend, Epinetus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Antronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend, Stachys. Greet Appeals, Apelles, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Greet Asyncritus, Legion, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermas, and other brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philogolus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the Lord's people who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Timothy, my co-worker, sends his greetings to you, as do Lucius, Jason, and Sosipater, my fellow Jews. I, Tertius, who wrote down this letter, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy, sends you his greetings. Erastus, who is the city's director of public works, and our brother Cortus, send you their greetings. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Christ Jesus, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith, to the only wise God, be glory forever, through Christ Jesus. Amen. 
Hi guys, it's Paul here. Great to be able to see you and send my greetings. How good is ancient technology? Look, I wish I could be there in person, but God willing, I'll make it in a few months after I and the team have gone back to Jerusalem. We're taking the collection the Macedonian church is ascending to them. So great to see them sharing the mission of the gospel. Anyway, I know I've never been able to make it to Rome, but I've written you guys a letter and I think you'll find it really encouraging and helpful for your faith in Jesus. I'm sending it with Phoebe. Uh, she's a top lady and I'm sure I can rely on you guys to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help that she may need from you, since she's been a benefactor of many people, including me. We couldn't have done half of what we've done without her financial support and prayers and all the other stuff she's done for us. Thanks, Paul. That's really sweet. It's been a privilege to help out with the ministry of the gospel. And I'm so glad that I'm heading to Rome on business anyway and can take your letter along with me. Looking forward to meeting you all soon. By the way, uh, Phoebe's a deacon of the church in Kentria. That's the port on the eastern side of Corinth, for those of you who have never been there. So Priscilla and Aquila can tell you all about her since they actually got to meet her before they left with me for Ephesus back in the day. Now, speaking of which, Priscilla and Aquila, how are you guys? We're doing great. Thanks, Paul. Isn't it amazing how God works things out? Back when Claudius kicked all of us Jews out of Rome, when there were all those riots in the synagogues over whether Jesus was the Messiah, who would have thought that it would lead to us telling Apollos about Jesus when he only knew about John the Baptist? Or that we'd end up joining you to spread the gospel of our Lord on some of your trips? But I've got to say, it's really nice to be back in Rome again. Yeah, it's really encouraging, Paul. Great to see how the church is growing here. And although there's been some issues we've had to work through, the Gentile believers have been really great, really welcoming. Oh, that is so awesome. I'm super grateful to you both for all your help. And so are all the churches of the Gentiles. Now, don't forget to pass my greetings on to the church that meets at your place. I'd love to be able to say hello to them. Hey, Eponidas, great to see you there. Eponidas was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Just praying that you are the first fruits of many more, brother. Amen. Great to see you again, Paul. Keep up the good work. And Mary. Ah, oh, it's so good to see you too. Guys, you may not know this, but uh, back when I first met Mary, she was flogging her guts out for you guys. So awesome she can be back with you again. It was a privilege, Paul. Jesus did so much for me. How could I not work hard for him? Andronicus, a junior. So great that you're both out of prison. Man, they were tough times, but I'll tell you what, it was a real comfort to me to have some fellow countrymen with me back then. I don't know if the rest of you know this, but Andronicus and Junia were two uh, of the first ever people to follow Christ. Uh, they were in him even before I was. Amongst all the people who the churches have sent out, these guys are really outstanding. Make sure you look after them. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Oh, and just quickly, I know some of you have been a bit confused about my name, whether I'm a guy or a girl. Well, here I am. Definitely a woman. <laughs> Lol. Hey, Ampliatus, is that you down there in the bottom corner? So we, Paul, it sure is. Good to see you again. Good to see you, dear friend.
Urbanus, fellow worker, and Stachus, good buddy, how's it going? Hi Paul. Going well, thanks Paul. God is good. He really is. Apelli's brother, it's so good to see you going strong in your faith in Christ. Well, Paul, I won't lie. I've had some pretty testing times, but Christ has brought me through it all. Well, praise God, brother. Keep going. Hey, I hear there's a bunch of believers in the household of Aristobulus. Well, how crazy is that? Do you reckon that when Herod set out to kill the Lord Jesus as a child, he could ever have imagined that that child would be the Messiah? And that one day he'd have disciples in the household of Herod's own grandson, the best mate of the Emperor Claudius? Man, God is amazing. Now make sure you say hello to them for me. Speaking of the Herods, don't think I haven't seen you down there as well, Herodian. So good to see a fellow Jew trusting the Messiah. Hey Paul, it's great to see you too. Now I hear there's a bunch of believers in the household of Narcissus too. Wow, we are going to have to pray that after being so influential with the Emperor Claudius, Narcissus won't be too proud to bow the knee to Christ. Keep praying for that whole household, won't you? Hey, it's the twins, Tryphena and Tryphosa. Great to see you ladies. I thank God daily for your hard work in the Lord. Keep up the good work. Now, speaking of hard-working women, how are you going, Persis? I'm really good. Thanks, Paul. It is hard work, but the Lord is sustaining me. And Rufus, you should probably know that uh, Mark's been working on an account of the Gospel of Jesus for you guys in Rome. But did you know, Rufus, that you and your brother are getting a cameo? Here, he sent me an advanced copy. I'll, I'll read you a little bit from the end. This is where he tells how our Lord was led out to be crucified. Uh, let me read it for you. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country and they forced him to carry the cross. Brother Rufus, I'm so sorry to hear your dad has fallen asleep, but it's so good to hear that he was trusting in the Lord. Make sure you say hello to your mum for me, won't you? She's been like a mother to me too. Definitely will, Paul. Good on you, brother. Hey, look, I know technology's not all it could be at the moment and that Asyncritus and Phlegon, Hermes, Patrobus, Hermes and the other brothers and sisters with them haven't been able to join us here online. And neither have Philologus, Julia, Nereus and his sister and Olympus and all the Lord's people who are with them. But do make sure you send my greetings to them. In fact, make sure you all greet each other with a holy kiss. A holy kiss, Aquila. Now, all the churches in Christ send their greetings. Man, how good is Jesus? Way back with our forefather Abraham, God promised that he would bless him and bless all the nations of the world through him. And here we are, Jew and Gentile, male and female, patrician, plebeian and slave, all working together in our various ways to bring that news to all the nations of the world. Some of us proclaiming it in the households we serve in, others nurturing the churches in our home city, still others going on long trips so that the nations might know of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some of them are supporting us financially. All of us are supporting them in prayer, calling on God to continue growing his kingdom, each and every one united in the gospel of Christ our Lord. 
Now, speaking of being united in the gospel, I want to urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you've learned. You know the gospel that was handed down to you by the apostles. You know the implications it has for how you live. But I'm going to put both of them in the letter I'm sending you as a reminder and an encouragement. Look, there are going to be people who will come in from the outside, even people who will rise up from within, who create all sorts of problems by teaching or living in a way contrary to the gospel. So firstly, watch out. And secondly, keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. Some are greedy for financial gain. They're fleecing the flock. Others are more concerned with the food that goes into their bellies than with feeding the sheep. Jews who insist that Gentiles only eat kosher food. Gentiles who insist that Jews have to eat non-kosher food. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. But the gospel is not about our bellies. It's about our belief in our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not about food. It's about faith. So keep away from them. And finally, don't be naive, be wise. Everyone's heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. As our Lord said, we should be crafty as serpents and innocent as doves. Be discerning about what is good and pursue that. And if you must be naive, be naive when it comes to what is evil. Just have nothing to do with it. Look, I've got no doubt that Satan is behind these different attempts to destroy God's church by creating division and obstacles. He's always trying to create godless conflict. But you know that by dying for our sins and stripping him of his power to accuse us, Christ has already crushed his head, as God promised back in Genesis. And while Satan still thrashes about in his rage, I have no doubt that the God of peace will soon crush him under your feet too as you share in Christ's victory and the peace he's won, and will bring in all its fullness when he returns. So, brothers and sisters, there's my three-point sermon. Be watchful, keep away, and be wise. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you, because it is his grace that will enable you to prevail. Oh, and by the way, uh, there's a few people here with me in Corinth who want to send their greetings as well. Shalom Rome. Timothy here. Can I just second Paul's warning about those who cause divisions? I've been in Ephesus watching over the churches there and dealing with some who have been teaching false doctrines and devoting themselves to myths and endless genealogies. Those who promote controversies rather than God's work. And it's been very, very difficult. But now that Paul's returned from Macedonia, I've joined him in Corinth, so we can sail together to Jerusalem with the collection for the church there. You know how dear our brother Paul is to me, and I want you to know how dear you are to me as well. Keep up the good work, Rome. Hello, Rome. Lucius here. Great to see you all. Just a quick heads up that I've been doing some research into Jesus' earthly life, and I'm planning to write it up into something a bit like Mark has already done. Oh, and God willing, I'm also hoping to publish a sequel covering all the stuff Jesus continued to do through his apostles after he'd returned to heaven. Stay tuned, dear reader. Hello, Rome. Paul stayed with me when he was in Thessalonica. Boy, we had some wild times. 
Uh, it was from him and some of the other Jews there that I first heard the gospel and came to know our Lord. Not to mention there were a whole number of God-fearing Greeks and quite a lot of the prominent women who came to know him as well. The other Jews were so jealous that they stormed into my home looking for Paul. And when they couldn't find him, they dragged me and some of the others before the city officials, trying to get us in trouble with Caesar for saying that Jesus is Lord. Hey, it got pretty hairy for a while, but they ended up letting us out on bail and Paul and Silas managed to sail off to Berea. Yeah, and that's where I come in. I'm Sosipater. I met Paul when he came to Berea. He was preaching in our synagogue that Jesus was the Messiah and we were intrigued. In fact, we spent all day, every day, examining the scriptures to see if what he said was true. And it was! So when he was looking for people to accompany him to Rome with the collection, my church in Berea nominated me to go with him. So here I am. I hope you guys in Rome are all keeping well. Oh, hi guys. Tertius here. Paul's been dictating his letter and I've been writing it up. We're just putting the finishing touches on it and it should be off to you soon. Anyway, greetings in the Lord. Now Gaius sends his greetings too. He's one of the few Corinthians I baptised myself and we've been staying at his place. Seriously, you should see it. It is massive. Can definitely recommend if you're ever in Corinth. It's been such a blessing. We can actually fit the whole church in Corinth in here in this one house. Such a blessing to be able to meet all together every Lord's Day. Kyrie Rome, Erastus here. I've been helping out with Timothy up in Macedonia, but now I'm back in Corinth and I've got a job as the city's director of public works. Great to be part of God's church here. I trust you're going well in Rome too. Quartus sends his greetings as well. Right, well, this uh, meeting's already been longer uh, together than I'd planned, but I hope you found it encouraging to see how many people are working together in the cause of the gospel. I can't wait to be able to get there and See you guys in the flesh. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I hope, hope you found that uh, an interesting insight into uh, Paul's world and his life of ministry. Um, uh, very exciting to be able to have our first ever screening of uh, this amazing archaeological find here. Um, and I hope you found it helpful. Uh, I've just got a few things uh, to add on to that as well, um, just following up on some of the last things that Paul says uh, in Romans, because there's some interesting bits there, um, like right at the end in verse 25, um, which I can pop up on the screen here, uh, where he says, Now to him who's able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. Um, I think that's a, a really interesting little passage because it raises the question of uh, how is it that 
um, this mystery that has been uh, hidden for long ages past um, is now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings. So the prophetic writings, he must be talking about the Old Testament, but how is it that the gospel is now made known through them? Surely either it was uh, always there and kind of obvious, or it wasn't there. Um, how is it made known now through the Old Testament? Well, I think the answer is that it's a little bit like uh, an Agatha Christie book. So oh, let's uh, get this sorted. Here we go. Uh, here's my Agatha Christie book uh, that I'm reading at the moment, Poirot Investigates. And if you've ever read an Agatha Christie or any sort of murder mystery novel, then you know that the author sort of piles up clues. And as you go through, you're trying to work out what is the author pointing towards? Where is this heading? Where is it going? Uh, and it's not clear. Um, something's coming, but you're not quite sure what. But then when you get the reveal, when you're told that the butler did it, then suddenly everything clicks into place. Suddenly you understand where everything was heading. All those little bits and pieces back in the past suddenly click into place and make sense. And I think that's what Paul's saying happens with the gospel. Once you, when you're reading the Old Testament before the gospel, you can see that it's heading somewhere. God has made promises and there are hints and clues about where it's going, but it's hard to put it all together. But then once Jesus turns up and the gospel um, is revealed, suddenly it all clicks into place and you can see the gospel all the way through the Old Testament. And uh, that's uh, an amazing thing. As you keep digging back into it, you discover that in the prophetic writings, the gospel itself, which you'd never been able to see before, is now being revealed. And the great thing about that is it's a gospel of salvation that not just the Jews, who God had chosen to be his people, but the Gentiles too might come to the obedience that comes from faith. In fact, when we look back to Genesis chapter 12, we see in God's promises to Abraham that this very thing was promised, that through Abraham and his descendants, all the nations on earth would be blessed. And Paul's rejoicing in seeing that coming true right now. And in fact, that's one of the big things we see here in chapter 16, is that we've got all sorts of different people from all sorts of different backgrounds who have come to know the Lord Jesus and who are now working hard in the service of the gospel. We've got Jews and Gentiles. We've got male and female. We've got married and single, slave and free, rich and poor, people who have been in prison, people who have never been in prison, people who are able to meet with each other face to face, and people who are in isolation and can only communicate by letter at a distance or ancient Zoom calls. Paul's seeing that all uh, nations are coming to know the Lord Jesus. And as they come to know him, they're working to spread the message to others. Which kind of raises the question for us, doesn't it? Um, that if you know Jesus, if you've come to believe the gospel that's been revealed, that as you study the Old Testament, you see the gospel there, 
Surely you want others to hear about him as well. Um, surely you want to contribute towards that. And so the question is, how can we do that? Uh, the temptation for us at the moment, I think, is to feel like, well, it, it just can't be done. Uh, we're stuck in isolation because of the coronavirus. But actually, Paul was stuck in prison for long periods of time. Uh, lots of people couldn't travel as easily as we can now. They certainly didn't have the modern technology that we have to be able to uh, share the gospel. So how could you share the gospel? How could you make it known? Maybe uh, you could make it known to uh, your family or to your flatmates. Maybe now that uh, WA is sort of lessening the restrictions, you could meet up with some people and uh, talk with them about the Lord Jesus. Maybe you can talk with people online on Facebook. Uh, maybe you could send them a text or give them a phone call, just like Paul sent people letters when he couldn't meet them. Um, maybe you should keep your text messages shorter than Romans, but um, send a text and say good day to people. Have a chat on Zoom. Pray for opportunities to share the gospel with people. Because actually, this is what Romans is all about. This is God's great plan. This is his power for salvation for all who believe, Jew and Gentile, male, female, slave, free, whatever. Anyone and everyone can be saved through the gospel if they put their faith in the Lord Jesus. And that is such mind-blowing, amazing news that God's plan of salvation has reached its climax in the Lord Jesus. And we get to share in spreading it to many other people. We're going to uh, head over to Zoom now so that there'll be time for questions and maybe we can swap some ideas about how we can share the gospel uh, with the people around us as well. So let me try and drop that into the comments. I'll drop the link in. There we go. And uh, come join me over on Zoom and we'll keep chatting some more. Also, before I go, uh, one last thing. Don't forget that we've got... Oop, here we go. Oop. Sorry, technologically incompetent. Mid-year mornings coming up. Um, so this is the replacement for mid-year conference this year. Um, a totally different thing. Uh, come along and uh, we'll join in uh, reading some psalms together. We'll be doing some small group stuff, hearing some talks, doing some fun and games as well, and um, getting to know... Jesus better and how to live in the light of him. Uh, so I think it'll be terrific. Um, you can sign up for it online. Um, whoops, wrong one. You can sign up for it online uh, at afeswa.info or check it out on uh, Facebook uh, on the AFESWA site. All right, I'm heading over to Zoom. I'll see you there. Hope you have a great time, guys. And uh, all the best for the assignments as well. See ya.